0: Passion is good, but there's a problem with passion as a leader that can erode your influence, your team, and even entire companies. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. So yeah, passion is great. You want team members who love their work and serve their customers with passion. And we're big believers in the power of purpose and connecting what to why, what you've asked to why it matters. That's a powerful source of motivation. But let's look at the dirty underside of passion and what can go wrong when you misuse it as a leader. So a classic example is uh, Amnesty International was recently in the news for What might seem like a strange reason, if you're not familiar with it, the human rights organization had lost five members of their leadership team following a report that revealed a toxic workplace culture. So you might wonder, how does an organization with such a noble purpose, like fighting for human rights and fighting human rights abuses around the world, end up with a toxic culture of secrecy and mistrust? To quote the report. It might seem strange, but it's actually more common than you might think, and it's not limited to charitable organizations. You can easily find yourself in the same situation if you fall into what I call the passion pit. The passion pit is the name I give to the strange contradiction of organizations that do good work but have poor culture, cultures that are caustic, toxic, and abusive. You might think that for an organization like Amnesty International that the negative culture, burnout, and employee anxiety would result from the difficult work they do. I mean, observing human rights abuses like torture would be emotionally draining and take a toll on anyone. But that's not actually the problem. According to the report, the stress, burnout, anxiety, depression were more often reported to stem from their working conditions, challenging managers, mistreatment by colleagues, bullying, than from stressful tasks such as interviewing survivors of violence and torture. And I have personally watched this same dynamic happen before. I've lived it as an employee and I've witnessed it as a leadership trainer and consultant. The passion pit happens when leaders use people's passion and commitment as a substitute for sound leadership and management. I was working with the CEO of a regional service organization who did amazing work, but was having a horrible time keeping employees. As I reviewed my initial findings with her, she said something that that stopped me cold. Rather than address the organizational dysfunctions, the clearly abusive and bullying managers, and the lack of clarity that was frustrating employees, she said, if people really cared about what they're doing here, they'd get it done. That's the passion pit. She was sincere. The CEO believed in their work, but she was blind to the leadership and management problems and her contribution to them. Her perspective was so twisted that she interpreted people's behavior only as a sign of their commitment, not as the strong indicator of major issues that it actually was. When you say, if they really cared about what we're doing here, they would, carefully examine what comes next. If your next words would be something like, tolerate that abusive or dehumanizing person. If they really cared, they would sacrifice their health or family. If they really cared, they would stop asking for clarity or priorities and just work harder. I want to invite you to consider that the person isn't the problem. Passion isn't the problem. These are powerful signs that your culture, your processes, and your leaders need help. You're asking people to swim against a powerful current, and people can't fight the culture every day just to do their basic work. So listen, I know that you're a motivated leader and that you care. You wouldn't have listened this far if that weren't true. If you suspect that the passion pit is at work in your team, one direct way to solve it is to change your language from, if they really cared, they would, to... If we really care about our people successfully serving our customer, we would. And here are some places to start. If we really care about our people successfully serving our customer, we would give every employee a trained leader who helps them succeed. Ensure everyone knows what matters most and how to do it. Give each person the training, encouragement, coaching, and challenge that they need to grow. We would hold ourselves accountable for keeping our commitments. If we really care about our people successfully serving our customer, we would not tolerate bullying, harassment, or any other negative behavior that has no place in a great team. We would structure intense work in ways that motivated people can sustain. And if we really care about our people doing great work to serve our customers, we would celebrate successes, big and small. Implement those steps and you're on your way to building a culture that supports and energizes your people, building the right kind of passion, passion for the work where people are set up to succeed. You'll release their natural motivation and you'll make it easier, not harder, to do the work that really matters. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. Today, we've got a question that's a follow-up to our How to Lead in a Caustic Culture episode specifically about finding the others. Before we answer that, though, I want to invite you to submit your question. I love answering questions. I'd love to answer your question about management, about leadership, or about any previous episode of the show. You can submit your question by going to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com, clicking the big orange button, and record your message there. Tell us who you are, where you're from. We'll use your question in a future episode of the show. So today's question comes from Allie and her question specifically is about finding the others. David, thank you for the upbeat message in leading a caustic culture. I'm wondering what to do when I find the others. It's very easy to fall into gossip and criticism and get very negative, but I'm sure that's not what we're supposed to do when we find the others. Do you have any suggestions? And Allie, you're exactly right. There is that temptation. So to refresh everyone from that episode, and when you're in a caustic culture, you want to start by creating a cultural oasis. You choose how you lead your team. You're treating your people with respect, with dignity, and creating a positive environment. And then you want to find the others. Who else in the organization is aligned with you? And as you find those people, Ali's exactly right. You don't want to sink into a destructive Comments about how bad your leaders are or something like that and and it's very easy to to do I have succumbed to that temptation in my life before in different places and So resisting that urge and asking the how can we question? How can we provide that cultural oasis? How can we? Exhibit great leadership. How can we commit to treating the people around us with dignity and respect? Even when we're not receiving it even when they're not doing it in return as you ask that, how can we question, you start to find those opportunities. It can become a game almost. You know, I had one boss who had a tendency to be very negative and hostile in the morning. And I just made it a principle that no matter how he started the day, I was always going to say, hey, good morning. It's good to see you. And it changed our interaction. I don't know that it, it changed him necessarily, but it gave him a moment of dignity and respect and helped to create some perspective and human connection. So as you find the others, people who are aligned, people who want to lead in a great way without losing their soul, without sacrificing their humanity or losing their mind in the process, who are committed to winning well, building a courageous culture, ask how can we? And together look for those ways to create a bigger cultural oasis. Ali, thanks for that question. And I'll look forward to answering your question in a future episode. Remember, when the work is important, it's easy to fall into the passion pit, or you substitute passion for good leadership. If you ever find yourself tempted to say, if they really cared, they would, that's a warning sign. Reframe the question and ask, as a leader, if I really care about their performance, then I will. Finish that sentence, and you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.